Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, maybe from us, maybe from the music, we'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Secure the Bag. Some might say securing the bag is synonymous with stacking your bread, getting your money, or collecting your coins. On our show, Secure the Bag means much more. With us, it means winning today, every day, finding and pursuing our purposes, taking full control of our lives, and having a damn good time doing it. Listen, we believe that to be successful, you've got to know what's going on in the world around you and how to get better at navigating it. We don't have all the answers, but the beauty is we all can find them together because no matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. One, two, three, go. Secure the bag. Today is a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. Oh, man, we're back at it again uh, with this new format. We're going to run through some current events, some business moves, and we're going to talk about how we can get better all together. So uh, trying out this new format. Hopefully y'all like it. Let us know what you think. Uh, Will, what are, we st- what are we talking about today? Man, we're, we're talking about everyone's favorite topic since there's no sports. Basically, the closest thing we get to having any competitive arguments, and it's politics. A lot going on in politics between, you know, hearing about the coronavirus on TV. If you're not listening to that, you're probably listening to some presidential debate or candidates talking or something to do with the election. Yeah, we got a then, big one coming up. 2020 election. That's getting definitely, uh, at least the primaries are getting a little disrupted. Um, but it's going to take a Oh, lot yeah. More. New York canceled theirs. They canceled it completely? Well, it was supposed to be on June 23rd, I believe. And the uh, headline I saw was that it was canceled. Wow. Yeah. June 2nd is uh, for us Pennsylvanians when uh, you got to have your mail in ballot submitted by June 2nd, 2020. So anybody in PA, make sure you get that done. I guess it doesn't matter too oh, much it, now. But there are other things. Is it completely mail in? Yeah, uh, it's completely mailing, yeah. Got a little postcard for it's it in the mail. Crazy. It is wild. It is wild. To, to think, it could have been like mailing this entire time. Like people didn't have to go to polling places. <laughs> Take off like, all work, those limitations. Up, sweating to work. We're trying to get there on time. Oh, yeah, and the lines around the block. I mean, I know it's the experience and getting the sticker and all that good stuff, but, you know, actually the stickers are kind of dope. I can't even flex <laughs> on that. Get somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, listen, we uh, we don't want to talk too much about either candidate um, or any political issues or take a political stance here on the pod. But we do want to just talk about how we got to where we are with the two candidates that we have. Um, we started off with a historically diverse candidate pool, at least on the Democratic side. We had multiple female candidates. We had an Asian uh, Asian male candidate who... Yang, no, right? Yeah, exactly. Not a political background. He's an entrepreneur. So there's uh, two unique differences about him right there. Um, we had black men. We had a we had uh, Mayor Pete, who I really liked, uh, who's a, one of the first openly. Was he the first openly uh, gay male to be that far along in the, in the presidential campaign race? If not the Probably. first, he was one of the few. Yeah, it's it's none that I can remember in an or far history. Not a presidential buff 
by any means. I couldn't even name all 45? Yes, 45. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back 44. Um, but yeah, 45 <laughs> candidates, uh, 45 pe- men have been president so far. We had a chance where we could have had, you know, uh, potentially very strong chance for a woman candidate to be president for the first time, uh, to actually be win the candidacy for the first time. Um, and we ended up not. So we ended up with the incumbent President Trump and Joe Biden. Um, one is currently president, the other served as vice president, and you know they both have now political backgrounds. Um, they both are pretty well off. Lots of money for the two of them. Um, both are straight. Both are white. Both are men. And both are, you know, by the time this, whoever wins the presidency, they will actually be at or just about at the average life expectancy for men in the U.S. So two lack, lacking diversity um, compared to what the pool was versus what, you know, presidents have been typically. So just wanted to spend a little but, bit. Of, go ahead. You really, you really have to think about the, the kind of the climate. Though. Since everything was kind of going well, the economy was picking up, people were willing to kind of take those risks. I think once, you know, things started to get less predictable, mm-hmm. like the mass voting trends kind of regressed back to the mean where we get you know our older white male candidates um while like andrew yang was great to have as part of the race kamala harris elizabeth warren bernie sanders like it would have been great to have that level of diversity amongst our candidates um you know going to bernie maybe that diversity is not fairly in his demographic stance but definitely in his views oh for sure but being as how this country has been rocked. Those votes definitely just uh, back towards what do we think is safe? What do we think is predictable? And honestly, what can kind of be a, a stopgap until everything stabilizes? So, what do you do? You think there was a very, very large candidate pool as far as the the number, the quantity, absolutely just quantity of Democratic oh, there's candidates. lots of quality candidates. There's yes, great quality, but there's also quantity and i think the quantity actually took away from the quality of the individual candidates like if you would have kind of spread out um this amount of diversity between you know two separate terms like four years apart i think that one of these more diverse candidates could have had a better chance because you have so much diversity that everyone who's looking for something different has a different flavor to kind of choose from and yeah i think there's just so many people that would have voted for a more diverse candidate and they had so many different options to vote for, whereas the people that were more conservative and wanted someone who was, you know, more like what we've become accustomed to over the years. Um, and, you know, that split, when you have, say it's 50 people that want to vote for Biden and 50 people that want to vote for someone who's completely different, those 50 people, their votes get split up among 10 other candidates. And, you know, that's how you had some who I thought were really, really strong candidates, you know, polling around, you know, 5% as opposed to, you know, getting a larger chunk of that, um, of those delegates. So just my thoughts. Yeah, it, it, it definitely got, got diluted a bit because even watching the democratic debates, it was like being on a, 
of our modern Zoom calls now. <laughs> like, it was just so many names, so many faces to remember. Well, and, I, think that's the, you know, I think that's the perfect that's the perfect analogy for right now. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. And you know, while I appreciated having you know so many people's opinions, you know, being able to track them was pretty difficult. I used um, New York Times. Uh, it was a, a quiz that they would give you based on what you think your stance is on different items, and it would match you with your candidate. And I think that was a great tool. But the fact that that tool needed to be used for me to identify which candidate that I aligned with. <laughs> I was just like, there, there's way too many here. But, you know, that is, in essence, what we should expect from a democracy where everyone gets an opportunity and is able to voice their opinion. And you get to kind of, you know, hold your flag up for that person. For sure. Could you have imagined, though, if the debates were still going on and in this climate that we have right now where you would literally it would have to be a Zoom call? Could you imagine politicians trying to be moderated over a Zoom call? He can barely be moderated oh, no. on stage in front of the actual moderator. So to have that on it, a Zoom call, <laughs> it would be like around wild. the horn on ESPN. <laughs> People, it, it, it would turn into a game show. <laughs> it really would. It really. It already kind of felt like it sometimes. Um, but yeah, it, there we are. We got Biden. We got Trump. We're gonna leave that where it lies. Um, if you have any thoughts about that, feel free to share them with us. Uh, moving on, yeah. we're gonna get into. Our business move for this episode. Um, so we got yeah. Last week we talked about Uber. Yep. We got a chance to talk about kind of the the gig economy, how they pivoted, but I think mobile technology is really what's taking over right now. And content is king. We used to say cash is king, um, and that still is you know applicable. But content more than anything right now, it seems like is the hot topic, the hot button, and the thing that all these businesses want to have more of than their competitors. So we're going to talk about Quibi and their content and how they're kind of changing up the what is now traditional uh, streaming mediums and streaming, streaming platforms. So, Will, you want to tell us a little bit about what Quibi is and how it's different? Yeah, so, so Quibi is designed to be basically bite-sized videos, so something that you could watch in five or ten minutes that you would watch on your phone, like, in regular phone mode, like so, iPhone video format. Quick, no, Quibi, Quibi actually stands for quick bites. So bite-sized media that you get quickly, and it's here, it's gone, 10 minutes or less um, for all the episodes. So you can go, keep running with that. Yeah, but it, it's, it's very interesting at the, the idea that, you know, something that's 10 minutes long that you could watch uh, briefly on a commute, you know, assuming that you're taking public transportation where you don't have to look where you're driving, <laughs> but no one's on public transportation right now. But, you know, it, it's an interesting concept because in my mind, I think people want longer content. Like when you think of, for example, Insecure is out right now on HBO. And last season, the episodes were like, I don't know, 25 minutes or something like that. And people were pissed because they really liked the show. <laughs> But it was just not enough for them to. They would rewatch the episode two or three times to kind of get their fill. So now this season, the episodes are thirty-five minutes long, and as they get longer, more content gets put into them. And you're able to kind of follow the story better. So, well, I think there's a distinction. I agree goes. with you on that, but I also disagree on another piece. 
I think it depends on what mind frame you're in at that point. So when people sit that's down true. and they want to watch Insecure, like that's like the one of the few that's shows that I watch in lifetime. Like Game of Thrones was one. Any sporting event is and Insecure is one. So like these are shows that you make out, you carve out time in your week. It comes on Sunday night, so I'm not watching it right now live because of the Jordan documentary. But normally I'd be watching Insecure, sitting down, ready to watch, and I got my group threads going. I'm checking Twitter about what everyone's saying about it, and I'm watching that in live time. But a lot of other shows I don't need to or even desire to watch in live time. So I think the mindset is different, you know? I think the the quality of the content doesn't need to be as great and the amount of time. Like there's sometimes I just want something on in front of me. And I know a lot of people are that way. They just want to have something in front of them. You're not really paying attention to it. I think Quibi's great for that as you're going to and from work in the middle, in the beginning of the day. Like if you're someone who doesn't want to read on the way to work or like, you know, mentally prepare for whatever your first meeting is, Quibi's a great way to pass the time on a train or, you know, in a ta- in a taxi or an Uber, whatever like that. Like Quibi I think is great for that. Yeah, but you have to think about who their competition really is. When I think of watching a short video, I think of like Facebook video. Mm-hmm. Like if right, if I'm video. watching some IGTV, yeah, if I'm watching a video on IGTV or a Facebook video, I see that that video is longer than ten minutes. I'm either scrolling forward and just seeing what's on it, or you know, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So if Quibi holds my than, attention in the same way, exactly. If it's more than like two and a half, three minutes for Facebook video or Instagram, I'm probably not going to watch it at all. Or I'm going to skip to like, I'm going to, like you said, scroll through and kind of get the bits and pieces that I want. But to sit and watch something that isn't, you know, like must see TV, like I'm not going to spend 10 minutes watching something that I don't actually care about. I think what Quibi might be able to do well is they're getting a lot of big names. They're getting some really um, high demand celebrities to create content and it's it's exclusive to quibi so i think they might be able to carve out something but i wouldn't bet on it but we'll see what happens like you know there's so many different companies that you can say like from the start you didn't expect them to be successful and then over time they found a way to kind of pivot i think quibi might have to make a couple pivots um but they're definitely getting talked about in the medium in the media so go check it out it's a new way to watch um they, I think they were extremely thoughtful with the lineup of celebrities that they have. And the other thing I think they have going for them is the up and down nature of your phone, that they're making it strictly mobile and they're actually not making you turn your phone to the side or to have those awkward boxes on either side if you hold it vertically. If they want to get me, if they give me 10-minute episodes of like a condensed boondock series, they got me. So if they're listening. <laughs> Bring some boondocks and get a subscriber. Get some boondocks, drop that price down from four ninety nine because ten minute content I'm not paying that for. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather spend my, you know, my time on my commute when I get back to work and commuting and doing all that. I probably would rather spend it getting a little bit better. So we're gonna move into our, our betterment stage of today's episode. Um and Will, you want me to go or you wanna go? I'm really curious of what you've been doing to to kind of prove since kind of I know your life's been turned upside down. You you were in a very social atmosphere, a career, and things have just been kind of just yeah, completely so turned upside down. I went from working about if I worked sixty hours in a week before, like that was a pretty chill week. 
So I was doing some weeks, 70, 75, sometimes around 80 hours of work. And that's, you know, door to door each week. Um, so some of that was night, some of it was weekends, um, but always a typical Monday through Friday, nine to five, in addition to all those other hours. So for me, not having to commute, not having to, you know, work nights, work weekends, it's been very different. And I struggled with this. And I don't know if other people are the same way. Like, I enjoyed having a schedule where it was busy. I didn't have a lot of downtime. So the time that I did have, I had to make the most of that when I was working on my other outside of work pursuits. Now, you know, I'm working less than 40 hours a week. And I feel like I have, you know, three weeks in one. And at first, that was bad. I wasn't finding ways to make the most of my time. But you know, I I kind of went and got back to my whiteboard, my goals, and the goals that I have written down. I scrubbed the whole thing clean, started over, and had to hit the refresh button. With my started off with my big goals of what I wanted to accomplish in the next five, ten, and twenty years, and cooked those down as small as I could to get to what small win today steps I could do day in and day out. So you know, I've been working on. I'm looking at my board right now, looking at the real estate portion of that. So I'm actually going to be taking my real estate license exam tomorrow um, at 6 p.m. So if you want to shoot me a text, say good luck, check in afterwards, see what's up. I'll let you know how I do. Um, but like that's literally the first thing under the real estate tab. I've got my health and wellness tab. I've been running, doing yoga, um, and then you know just trying different things like working on the deficiencies that I had in my body. Like the flexibility, the tranquility, like the meditation, um, those are all things that I've been working on more and more recently. Um, so I think it's just whatever it is for you, you have to identify as what skills are going to be important for you down the road. Because I think right now we have an unprecedented amount of time for some of us. Will, I know you're kind of in a different boat, um, but a lot of people have a lot of downtime. And if you're not doing something to make yourself better, developing some type of skills, Doing something you've always said you wanted to do, if you're not doing it at this point with this much time on your hands, then you're just probably never going to do it. Like This is a great opportunity. Um, in, the, in all this darkness that's around us, this is an opportunity for us to get better and put ourselves, put our future selves first in this tough time. I'm glad you're, you're adapting so well. Um, I know a lot of people, it, it takes them time to, to really get to a point where they're comfortable adjusting to that change and making the most out of it. Um, and I, I think I fall into that boat. I am undoubtedly working longer now than <laughs> I was when I was in California. Yeah. Um, but, you know, me being back on the East Coast now as we, we deal with the current virus pandemic situation, um, you know, came on home to make sure that I could go to the grocery store, you know, do things for my parents. They're definitely of the older age so i wanted to make sure that they didn't have to do too much in public and that you know i could do things for them uh, while we get through this and being able to take time out for myself and definitely getting into meditation understanding how to like de-stress um, learning different ways to prioritize i did not know how to adapt without my whiteboard <laughs> i've i've had my whiteboard for I, I don't even know how long now. It's 
been years and I've been preaching like whiteboard, all your goals, everything that you're doing, like keep it in front of you, like making sure that you are aware of what you want to do and how you want to get it done. Not having that board in front of me, you know, definitely had me in a sense feeling lost because writing it on a piece of paper just it doesn't have the same doesn't have the same it really doesn't act. i mean you're the one that put me on you're the one that put me onto the whiteboard for real like i saw i saw it at your apartment i saw you always switching it up always talking about it and i was like yo man i gotta do this like and it makes a huge difference it's just like it's it's different it's a different vibe it's something you see in your house every day as opposed to a notebook you got to think about it to go open it up and you know check off the goals and like this is in your face you don't have a choice but to see it so i can't imagine how you're uh how you're having to adapt with that Oh yeah, I, I've I've leaned into technology and looking for ways to basically do project management on my MacBook, be able to kind of keep up with all my work tasks okay. and organize what needs to get done, get those checklists, making it a completely digital experience. Um, it, it's working very well for work. What I now need to find out is how can I start to blend in some of my personal goals and aspirations. You know, wellness. Uh, I'm notoriously not flexible, so I don't even think that's going to make my list. But so look, you know, how on, do I really want to track those? I've got a connection to what you just said about you needing to find a way to you know, adapt while you don't have your whiteboard. And you're coming up with these different ways. I'm going to relate that situation to yoga. Big gap, all right? 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 Not a direct correlation there. All right. Hit me so with it. With yoga, the thing that I'm realizing is yoga is both mental and physical so the physical part it seems like it's the hardest part you know if you're in a downward facing dog after you've done a bunch of chaturangas your shoulders your triceps your chest it's all on fire it's burning but the greatest part of yoga is the mental part to me so yes i'm physically getting more flexible and getting able to get into different positions and poses that i couldn't do before but the mental part is what to me is the most beneficial because the mental part applies to every single thing you do in life. So while your body is shaking and you're quivering and you feel like you're about to give up, you have to find the peace, like the mental peace and all that, just controlling your breath and being aware of your body. So all of these things, all these physical factors are telling you to stop, but your mental peace, that's the piece that you have to find the peace. Like you have to be able to find the peace in all the chaos. And that's kind of what we all have to do, whether we're someone who's in my situation who's the chaos for me was too much time, not knowing what to do with my time. The chaos for you, Will, is what the heck, how am I going to you know, adapt? I'm back with my parents. I'm on the East Coast. I have all this work. I'm working with people on a three-hour time delay, and I have all this work to get done. That's your chaos. And we're all going to have chaos when coronavirus and the, you know, the quarantine finally does lift. We're all going to have chaos because it's going to be a brand new normal. Like the normal that we had before is not going to be the normal that we go back to when we go back out into the world. So we're oh, all going to have to be able to find that peace. Okay. So moving forward, like think of it how I look at the yoga. It's all types of chaos. It's all types of pain. It's all types of adaptation all at once but focus your mind and build your skill set so that you can do this 
and stay calm in the chaos. Did I connect it? Did I connect the dots? I, I like how you connected that. And you also you made a great point because through these weeks, being on the East Coast and keeping up with the demands you know, professionally, I don't think that there's a period of time where I have challenged myself to learn more, learn as quickly, and, you know, really kind of exercise grit. I mean, and, that's and for those of you that, yeah, for those of you, if grit is a, is a new concept, it's really that process of getting through that, that hump of learning something new or getting through a project whenever you get to that challenging phase. How do you react? Do you work harder to solve it? Do you break it up into larger pieces, smaller pieces? Or do you turn around and look for another way around? It's your reaction to those stressors and to the impediments to your goal. I love this. I love this. I think that's a good place for us to, you know, keep moving into what to check out. So we're talking about, you know, using this time, this unprecedented time to get better at something. There are 450 plus free college courses from Ivy Leagues, Ooh. from uh, some of the top universities in the U.S. and outside the U.S. And they are free I'm courses. taking one on Harvard right now. What class are you taking? I am taking the CS50 um, Intermediate Web Development course. So self-taught in Python, HTML, JavaScript. Uh, but I have forgotten much of the get that I taught myself to. So, so this course brings you up to speed on Git, but also kind of blends in all the elements of the back-end programming of Python with some of the front-end, you know, prettiness you can get from HTML, JavaScript, some of the other languages that are available. So not only is this course going to be a refresher for you, it's also going to take you to another level for what you already learned. And you oh, mentioned, yeah. you know, Absolutely. you're doing computer sci a computer science course. There's data science, there's program, there's humanities, business, art design, science, social sciences, health and medicine, engineering, mathematics, education, training, and then there's personal development. So if you can't find something out of 450 classes with all those different opportunities and options, then again, it comes back to do you actually want to get better? Do you actually want to learn something new? Do you want to, are you putting your future self first? Or are you just sitting on the couch and rewatching Tiger King? Like, it's There's okay. There's even a course on happiness. There's a course on literally anything. I'm going to just, I pulled up the website. I'm literally just scrolling. And I'm going to stop. There's introduction to bioconductors. Like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to learn that stuff. But like someone out there does. Someone out there wants to learn about how to be <laughs> an entrepreneur. There's four different levels of courses on entrepreneurship. There's global financial crisis. Like, could you think of something more interesting to study like that other than living through a case study of that right now? Like there are yes, options I could. out there. <laughs> 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 if you were someone who's into that, can you think of a better time <laughs> to study it? <laughs> so yes, everyone go hop on there and find a course for you. It's free. Only thing it's going to cost you is your time and it's going to be a worthwhile investment. So tell us what you're studying. Tell yes. us what courses you sign up for. Because you, know, you might pique our interest. Or you might find a study buddy. Listen, if you, I, I'll tell you one course that I'm doing. I'm doing a course on wine tasting analysis, and it is a blast. So every Thursday and Friday, I get a little bit of wine. 
I'm a professional wine drinker now, so I sip and I spit as opposed to sipping and getting drunk because you can't, you know, you can't mess up your perception. So you sip, you get rid of it, and you analyze, you uh, analyze it that way. But if anybody wants to hop on that course, let me know. Professor's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we're going to go ahead and put out a challenge for everyone who's part of the Win Today community. Will, what are you reading right now? So I am actually reading Exhalation. Um, and it was on Obama's book list. And it's like actually a, a series of... Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> if you're looking for inspiration, check out Obama's book list. He comes out with his music list on Spotify, his book list. Like, Obama's putting the world on and definitely you know, follow some of his suggestions. But Exhalation was on his list. It's a series of short stories. And since I'm a bit pressed for time, it's hard for me to kind of be able to have any long-form reading. Uh, so the short stories, they vary in length from pages up to pages i'm just working through all the short stories and they all have great great insights storytelling techniques and they're very relatable but that's the book i'm reading right now and i think having a book in your bag or on you at all times something that you're kind of working your way through is a great way to keep your mind active and not sitting down watching tiger king for uh, how many times <laughs> And if you're someone who doesn't want to physically carry a book around all the time, even though we're not going too far at the moment, you can do what I'm doing right now. I've got Apple Books on my phone, and I'm reading what is undoubtedly one of the best books I've ever read. It's called The Alchemist, and it's a oh, simple I love story. It. It's an incredible story, but it's so simple, and I am now I'm kicking myself for not having read it before because of how good this book is. It talks about a shepherd who's on the well, he's searching for his purpose. And like, once you hear the word purpose and you know me at all, you know that, you know, this is right up my alley. So the fact that I haven't read it before is a miracle, but I'm reading it now and I absolutely love it. And if anybody else has read it, which I posted it on social media and everyone's saying, oh my God, best book I've ever read. Such an influential read. I love this book. It's my favorite. All types of positive feedback and none of it is overhyped. It's a phenomenal read. Um, and that takes us to our win today weekly challenge. We just want everyone to go out, pick up a book, download a book, find something that's your speed and whether that's fiction, nonfiction, um, anything at all, just spend some time reading, try and read just for seven hours over the next seven days. Um, and let us know what you're reading. Let us know, uh, if you have any recommendations for us after listening to us and what, you know, knowing a little bit about what we are into and what we're, what our goals are. And we can do the same for you. So go ahead, let us know whether on Facebook, Instagram, email us, put it in the show notes. Um, just let us know what you're reading and that's the challenge for the week. That's a beautiful challenge. It's like bringing back reading rainbow, which <laughs> they did. They brought it back for the pandemic. <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right, man. I think that's about it. Yeah, man. Beautiful show. And then, you know, a thank you to all of our listeners. So, liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, got to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Jordan. Facebook. Follow us on yeah. Instagram. 
STB podcast on Instagram and secure the bag fan page on Facebook. Get at us. We love to hear from anyone that sits and listens to. All right. That's a wrap. We'll be closing the song. We'll be closing the uh, episode out with what song is it this week? Oh man. You know, since I've been working a lot, listening to the songs with words in it, a little bit tough. So we're going to break everyone off with a little bit of jazz with a spleen and malt. Love it. All right, here it is. Spleen and malt. Peace.